Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, as we prepare to enter 2023, this world is facing problems and circumstances We've never seen on a scale like we are right now, not just crime and despots running countries or corruption at the highest level of governments, but spiritually speaking, especially here in the United States, we are drifting as far away from God as we can get and doing so at a faster pace than ever before. I mean, the Bible is clear, Matthew 24, 37 through 40, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they were oblivious until the flood came and swept them all away. So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. And they were oblivious until the flood came and swept them away. So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Oblivious. I think that's a, that pretty well sums up where society is today. They're oblivious to the things of God, and we're living in those days right now. Everyone is oblivious to what the Bible says what it means, and they definitely are not concerned with the soon return of Jesus at all. Well, to help clarify this topic and prayerfully touch the hearts of someone somewhere today with the truth of the Bible, our good friend Dr. Richard Ruling is back to discuss this scripture as well as some others, uh, just to show how close we are to what the Bible calls the end time. Praise God. Help me welcome back to the program, Dr. Richard Ruling. Dr. Ruling, it is indeed a blessing to have you come back on the program today. My privilege, brother and pastor. Thank you. Amen. Now, you've been sharing with us the message of the wedding parables and other scriptures for a number of years now. Have you noticed our culture, more importantly, how many of the churches and church-going members, self-professed Christians, are ignoring the warning signs? I mean, Mark one fifteen is very clear. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. You share that each of these phrases is applicable to us today, right? Yes, I I believe they have a different meaning for us today. Uh, When he said the time is fulfilled, it's a different time. Uh, For Christ, he was speaking in the context of um, the 77s of Daniel 9, pointing to the Messiah, and he he was anointed. But uh, for us, it is, uh, Peter says, be not ignorant, a thousand years is like a day, a day is like a thousand years. God is not slack, the day of the Lord will come, which is the end time period. And uh, we, if we had time, uh, we could show how that uh, 6,000, I believe, is fulfilled by, uh, and marked and indicated in 2015, when numerous signs, uh, the sun was darkened, the moon turned to blood on Passover a couple weeks later, the yeah. peace and safety of the Iran nuclear deal, also day of the Lord in First Thessalonians 5. Peace, um, peace. Yeah. The Pope came and went to our, our Congress. Uh, gay marriage was in the Supreme Court. All of those, uh, that, those were abominations, you know, mm-hmm. according to uh, Scripture. Uh, when, and Christ said, when you see abominations standing, we're not. Uh, 
lying mankind with mankind as womankind is an abomination should not be standing in the Supreme Court as a as a way of marriage. You know, yeah. so yeah. basically, uh, day of the Lord, I believe, is is at hand for us. And I believe those were a seven year warning because uh, Joseph gave Pharaoh a seven year warning in Egypt. Uh, and we've had plenty to eat for the last seven. But I believe trouble's coming uh, with 23. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk a minute for about the, the kingdom of God. I mean, share with us what you found from, you know, like Paul's letter to 1 Corinthians 10 verses 1 through 11 is Exodus being an example for us. I mean, I mean, even, even Jesus said he didn't come to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. The Old Testament is just as relevant to us today as it was back then, right? That's right. And uh, I'm seeing really a different kingdom. Uh, Christ, I believe, announced his kingdom in a way that it could go either way. But when things turned against him, uh, the, the kingdom of God is within you. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, the merciful. Uh, yeah. If we have his spirit, we do have God's kingdom within. Amen. But that's not what the disciples were wanting in Acts 1-6 when they said, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel at this time? They were really eager for something external where they would have more power. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, that's right. human nature. And Christ's words were, it's not for you to know the times and seasons. And so we, most Christians conclude that we will never know. But Paul puts himself into the end time when he says in 1 Thessalonians 5-1, of the times and seasons, that same phrase, you have no need that I write, for you know them perfectly. And the difference is that in the end time, we need to know, like Paul was saying, we which are alive and remain will be caught up. Two, two verses later, he says, and you know the times and seasons, for the day of the Lord, and I believe that's the catchphrase for the end time period, day of the Lord. Not yeah. when he comes in the sky, but a time of judgment for about seven years, really, so that we will either run toward God or away from him. If we love him and see his fair, he's good, we run toward him and we need his help in our lives. If we um, want to do our own thing, uh, we'll run away from God, but it will be from frying to fire as far as I'm concerned. Right, exactly, exactly. And the Bible also says, out of the mouth of two or more witnesses, let every word be established. Can you give us a couple of reasons why you think this will be a different, uh, different this time than it has been in the past? Well, uh, if we look back to Egypt, God came to Egypt, and by the way, in that Exodus 12, there was the phrase, night of the Lord. Night of the Lord will be followed by day, and day of the Lord is going to be bigger, brighter, etc. But um, uh, God executed judgment on Egypt and took Israel to a covenant that he said made them his kingdom, and we can be made that kingdom, I believe, also externally. And he also said uh, later, "I'm return to me, I'm married to you. It involves a marriage. So yeah. we, I believe that's how the wedding parables fit. It's not about a quick snatch to heaven and eat cake here uh, or there. Uh, my point is that uh, we're not really ready for heaven. The, the description of the last church is wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked. You know, Laodicea was lukewarm with materialism, and that's Western Christianity today. Yeah. So I think... Uh, not a good situation to expect just out of here. Uh, we have some growing to do through troubles in the end time. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, every time I have you on, I have to go back to the wedding parables because you have such key spiritual insight into this teaching is what we just talked about reflected in the wedding parables. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it, it, first of all, I like the, the idea in Luke 12, 
Uh, he says, be ready when I come and knock that you open immediately. And we have to be uh, ready and prepared and seeking him. Uh, the, the, the phrase in the next verse is, blessed are those servants who his Lord finds watching when he comes. Watching means be awake uh, when we would ordinarily be asleep. And it would be, I think, unfair for Christ to ask that if there were no clues for when. But Passover was the time when of judgment when they would pray, God would pass over me. Okay. And if it would, that indicates timing, opportunity. Uh, one night a year, we can do that. That's when Christ asked his disciples, watch with me. Could you not watch one hour? You know, well, I, they, they, they went to sleep on him. And I, I, uh, I'm no better than they are, really. But I've discovered how we can do it. You know, uh, in, in Egypt, they ate the Passover lamb. And we're to leave nothing till morning. Well, eating is stimulating. As long as you're eating, you're, you're awake, you know. But uh, I've discovered we can eat the lamb spiritually by reading the closing scenes of his life. The last chapters, pray between chapters, uh, appreciate what he did for us, how he took our beating, what he went through. And then spiritually, we're really ready too. Uh, it doesn't matter if we uh, you know, in Philippians, I think it's 121 says to, to live as Christ, to die as gain. Well, we need to be like the three Hebrews that said, you know, uh, if if we burn, that's OK, King, but we're not going to bow down. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. And uh, so if if we die doing the right thing, we'll be in heaven. I'm confident of that. But uh, I believe that we we need to settle in our minds that we, we need to take a strong stand and be firm with a covenant that we make with God that, that, and be faithful to it, just like Jacob was betrothed to Rachel for seven years. I yeah. think we can be betrothed to the bridegroom for seven. And the Amen. covenant, the marriage is in the covenant when we yeah. make the agreement. Amen. You know, Jesus also gave his disciples a warning about the, the leaven of the Pharisees. Can you give us a couple of examples of unleavened or inappropriate teachings or doctrines going on in the churches today? Well, um, that was happens to be Matthew 16, verse 12. And in the very next chapter, Matthew 17, verse 11, he says, uh, before he comes, Elias or Elijah must come to restore all things. And we find in the previous book of the Bible, Malachi 4, 4 and 5, remember the law of Moses with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I send you Elijah. Mm -hmm. So clearly, one of the things is uh, the statutes or judgments of Old Testament scripture that we don't hear anything about in churches today. That's but true. my favorite author said, uh, and this is a classic statement, Christ gave to Moses religious precepts which were to govern everyday life. These statutes were explicitly given to guard the Ten Commandments. They were not shadowy types to pass away with the death of Christ. They were to be binding upon men in every age as long as time should last. When you read the uh, Psalm 19, verse 7, uh, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, we might wonder, uh, you know, how does the law convert us? Well, the Ten Commandments don't have that in it, that aspect. They just, I, th I look at the Ten Commandments as a table of contents, different types of sin. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the fifth commandment is respect for authority, honor your father and your mother, you know, and other rightful authorities, if it's uh, correct. Um the Christ magnified the law of the, of the sixth commandment, which was uh, thou shalt not uh, kill. He, um, he said, if you're angry with your brother uh, without a cause, you've committed murder in your heart. Same with the idea of the uh, seventh commandment um, shall not commit adultery. You can look on a woman and, and commit adultery in your heart. You know, 
So he, Christ was magnifying the law. And those are examples uh, that the Ten Commandments didn't really help us. But if if uh, a man who had raped somebody was stoned to death, you know, in statutes, uh, you know, or, or that's an, an example. Or mur if you had killed somebody, uh, you if you had intended uh, murder, then uh, you are you are stoned. OK. And the point is, if we witnessed that, it would convert me. <laughs> yeah. uh, another example might be um, if you had to repay five oxen for one ox that you stole, uh, I, I think I would quit soon <laughs> because, yeah, you know, or, or four sheep for one sheep that you sold. Uh, I, I, that, that was, that would be much better than going to jail and uh, for a year or, uh, and sometimes it's many years. Sometimes it's out in parole in no time. Uh, I think God, you know, in the Bible, it was eye for eye, tooth for tooth, life for life, burning for burning. It was equal. And if, if there was equality today, uh, uh, that would, I think, help people against, uh, you know, there's a lot of racist, racism is building. Well, mm -hmm. and hatred. but if, if uh, everybody was treated equal, you know, uh, I once joined a black church, they're brothers, they, they having the same father in heaven, uh, you know, well, uh, why not? Yeah, they're yeah. good preachers too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's just uh, my point that uh, we should be able to live well, and the statutes provide for that, I think, as well as for timing in, in God's uh, annual Sabbaths are enforced by statutes forever. And Amen. that's how, how we know timing, perhaps, from Leviticus 23rd chapter. Amen. You know, you know, there's some people that they don't want to focus on the Old Testament. It was too hard to read or whatever, you know, so they just focus on the New Testament. So have you found a couple examples, say, in the book of Revelation that supports your ideas here? Well, yes. Um, when Let me go, take you back first to uh, Malachi 4 with the statutes and judgments. Uh, that's clearly one of the things that Elijah is supposed to restore. But those statutes and judgments have a sevenfold emphasis in Ezekiel, where it's statutes, judgment, Sabbath, statutes, judgment, Sabbath, statutes, judgment, Sabbath. And the sevenfold reminds me of Revelation, okay? Because in Revelation, there are seven churches, seven seals, seven thunders, seven trumpets. And uh, in the sixth chapter, the seals have a contextual link to the topics that I see like the statutes and judgments, or uh, I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, the first, the first um, seal, John heard thunder. It was one of the four beasts saying, "Come and see." But in in the Bible, John twelfth chapter links thunder to God's name. When Christ prayed, "Father, glorify your name," the people thought it thundered. And uh, in Revelation fourteen verse four uh, one, one hundred forty four thousand have the Father's name in their forehead. And the next verse has thunderings. And so I'm seeing topics like God's name. And by the way, if we're the bride of Christ, we'll need to know the name. You know, uh, the bride always takes the, the name uh, of the husband. And yep, Christ yep. said, I'm coming in my father's name. So these are topics that we need a, a better understanding of. And we can deal with these in the future some. Um, I'll give you one more example quick. And that is the, uh, the second seal is a red horse. Uh, color of blood, and a great sword takes peace from the earth. It's war. Well, when when God made a covenant with Israel in Exodus 34, 10, he says, behold, I make a covenant with you, and it's a terrible thing I'm going to do with you. I'm going to drive out the Canaanite. So uh, when we make the covenant, 
uh, right now we don't we're not at war, you know, but I believe war is coming when and we can be protected by the covenant that we make if we are wise and and do it in a timely way and uh, uh, understand more of scripture. We can talk on this as we go through the different those different topics because uh, it's unleavened bread, basically. It's something yeah. we don't hear about in church. Uh, it's kind of leavened out by pastors. But I think uh, uh, we need to know God's name. We need a covenant. We need the statutes and judgments and Sabbaths and things like that that I believe are uh, will be a protection for us as part of the covenant. Yeah, amen, amen. And another thing I know that God's promised is from Amos 3, 7. He said he would not do anything, anything, without first revealing it to his prophets, therefore his people. I believe he's using you right now and others to, to try and prepare his bride for what's about to happen. Amen? How, how can our listeners prepare now for what you see is coming soon? I mean, where in the Bible can you point to in order to support this concept? Well, uh, I think, uh, I, by the way, I, I believe that uh, there was a man by the name of Bill Gothard who did a— um, a um, basic life principle seminar in major cities and probably spoke to 2 million people over wow. a course of decades. And um, I, I believe that he did teaching that um, I'm, I'm kind of losing my thought of where I was headed with this, but I see him as, as teaching from the Bible and, oh yes, on meditation, he taught Psalm one that uh, the, the, the that we will be, if we will meditate on God's law, we will be uh, as a tree planted by the waters. And meditating, thinking about what we read, you know, some people go to church and uh, it, it just kind of flies over them and they forget it for another week. Yeah, but we really true. need to meditate more and apply our, put our name into the text and, and, and think about it. And I have been blessed by the wedding parables, especially thinking about them uh, because wedding is a <laughs> is a very complex situation, you know. It's not always what we think it is, but uh, uh, it's and this is why the wedding parables are complex and and, and need to understand the, the different messages that they can be. You know, Christ said, um, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God." Well, too many preachers just say uh, it's all about readiness. Just be ready, be ready, be ready. Well, I think every word means more than just be ready. You know, and and how how it all fits, I think, is is interesting to see it unfold. Um, I'm seeing, for example, that uh, in my meditation, I used to think that um, that uh, there's just two groups: wise and foolish virgins. But as I thought about it more, I wanted to be part of the voice that wakes them up. The bridegroom comes, and the the uh, a, a fourth group really is that the, the foolish who don't have uh, oil for their lamp are told to go to them that sell oil. Well, those are the ministers. Ministers make their living by distilling the oil from the olive trees into the lamps in Zechariah 4. You know? and, uh, but the point is, they're not at the wedding. And the people that go to them get there too late. Mm -hmm. Bad idea, you know, in a sense. I, I think Christ is uh, speaking into history and the end time where people are just uh, American Christianity today is focused on materialism and money and easy messages. You don't want to offend anybody. Just say it smooth and so on. Well, it's not all it's not all smooth. Maybe, you know, needs to be chewed. <laughs> unleavened bread is not like wedding cake. you got to chew it. Unleavened bread. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That is so true. And, and, you know, when when it comes to 
you know, the, you know, what, as you said, with the, the people that were selling the oil, you know, that they're probably on their way to the wedding as well. Some, not all, but it, it's just interesting to me that even though you know, I could just picture, you know, Hey, I need this oil, Can, you know, give it to me now. And they're like, Hey, we're not open yet. Come back Sunday. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's, you see that a lot too. You know, we're only open Sundays, you know, you want prayer, come back Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, that's why I like about the internet is you can access it now. You can, you can get these trainings now you can, you know, there's prayer lines all over the place. You can, you know, type in and they'll respond to you and, and stuff like that. I interview one guy, he's one of the prayer ministers on the uh, chatwithjesus.com, you know, and he's had so many testimonies of people that he's witnessed to and stuff. So it's it's there, it's available, but a lot of people they just they'd rather watch, you know, some deceitful talk show on television or something instead of, as you said, meditating on the word. Yeah. And, and as we get ready to close, I know you released a book detailing some horrific things that are about to happen in 2023. I'm speaking, of course, about your book, Mega Quake 2023. Are there any signs you can point to that this is still building to a mega quake in the coming year? Well, I I see three confirmatory signs. One, as the days of Noah, Noah had contact with a dead body, and there are lots of people, even uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, headlines in the news was that a, um, uh, the chief um, executive producer of ABC News died suddenly. Mm. And uh, the fact was that ABC News mandated everybody to get the shot, you know, so he had the shot, even if mm. you're working rurally and not, uh, you know, uh, remotely, everybody was supposed to get the shot. So mm. uh, to die suddenly at age 37 is a shocker. And uh, it, it, it's contact with a dead body, basically, uh, as a sign for like Noah, who buried his grandfather, Methuselah. Yep. So uh, I think another big confirmatory sign will be in April when we see Muslims. Uh, um, Christ's words were in Luke 21, 20. When you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, you know its desolation is nigh. Well, Jerusalem represented God's people. And when we see that happening over there, uh, we should take that as a sign that big stuff is coming our way, uh, too. And it will be a confirmatory for this year. So uh, uh uh, those are just a couple signs that I see, and uh, but uh, I we have to somehow. Uh, what I would say in in uh, the covenant that we need to make, we need to initiate the covenant, just like um, when they were going into the promised land at the Jordan River. They walked into the water. They had to have faith that it was going to part. Yeah. When they went through the Red Sea, it parted early and easy, and they could just walk through on dry land. But to have the faith, Christ is looking for a, a group to have faith and say, I'm going to do this uh, regardless. And mm -hmm. I believe God will add the miracle of the parting of the water. Amen. He'll add the power to That's us good. when we need to in, in tight spots. Yeah, amen. That's good. That's good. Uh, how can someone obtain a copy of your book, Mega Quake 2023? Is it on Amazon? Well, yes, it is on Amazon, uh, and uh, or I have a website that has even more information if they want to look at it first. It's okay. called thebridegroomcomes.wordpress.com, and they can see more information there. There are a couple short articles of why they were helpful. Uh, since we're talking about unleavened bread, though, I really have a book titled "The Earthquake: 
and seven seals, mm. because those are the seven topics that we will need for the wedding card. It's the unleavened bread, basically the different topics, what they are. And uh, they can also get that at Amazon. Uh, or if they uh, have my email address and uh, uh, I have the book, a few copies of the book available. I, when I speak at a, a place like a, a couple of weeks from now, I'll be t speaking at a, a communications and preparedness group in, in Cottonwood, Arizona, and, and uh, I'll have the book available. So it's, um, you know, $10 donation, whatever. But uh, my email, if somebody wants to send a check for it, is uh, email ruling, R-U-H-L-I-N-G-7 at Juno, J-U-N-O dot com. Okay, and, and that was uh, the earthquake and, seven, and the seven seals? Yes, that's it. Okay. I'll put that link down in the show notes as well. Amen. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Folks, as always, Dr. Ruling is leaving us with some serious things that we need to think and pray about. Now, if you or your loved ones are not right with God, there is not much time left. You need to pray. You need to enter into that place where you are in fellowship with him. Time is running out. We can see it happening right before our very eyes if, you're, if you have your eyes open. Amen. I also encourage you to drop down the show notes, click the links there, get in touch with Dr. Ruling. Be sure to order your copy of Mega Quake 2023. And now this, this other book, the, uh, the Earthquake and the Seven Seals. And he's also got a book from Lockdown to Knockdown, The Fall of America. So get that and put that out there. Give it a gift. Get these books and hand them out. Don't just keep them for yourself. These are things that you need to have in your hands as time is running out. Amen. Dr. Really, thank you again for taking the time to come on the program today. I do appreciate it. My privilege. Thank you, brother. In Matthew 22, the king sends his servants to bid people to a wedding feast. We got to be bidding them to the wedding feast if we're his servants. Thank you. Amen. Amen. That is so true. Folks, that's all the time we have for today for Dr. Richard Ruley and myself. Once again, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. 
Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.